Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. It's another Sunday sampler. All right, some podcasts for you. On Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, Mike D. talked to Frederick Yane. He's doing the music for Killers of the Flower Moon, or at least a lot of it. But he talks about how recording music for a movie works. On the Bobbycast, I sat down with Marty Rowe, lead singer of Diamond Rio. He talks about what it was like to be the first band to have their debut single go number one ever. And then Diamond Rio, the name, where that came from. So here we go. Bobbycast, go check it out. If you like this clip, go listen to the whole thing. Here is Marty Rowe from Diamond Rio. When you go and you start singing at Opryland, now this is before Tennessee River Boys. This is just you. What were you doing at first when you started to be a performer? Were you doing songs about the park? Were you by yourself? Were you in a group? Like, what is your first singing job at Opryland? Yeah, it was it was a cast show called Country Music USA, and we did uh, what you would call mimicking, uh, and we did country hits, and you were you were supposed to. It was a caricature. Mm-hmm. Do do kind of what your your version of them and i had an ability apparently with my ear to who's that to do a lot of who'd you have what'd you say i did i had the ability with my ear got it with your ear something like that got to, it to be able to manipulate my voice and sound like really different people somewhere you could sing like the artist well enough to that it it, it it got by i mean my, do- i was a big gatlin fan so i could do i can't do it anymore but I could do Gatlin. I could do. I did Hank Senior. Could you do impressions too? Like ne- that's what it was. Yeah, but could you do like spoken impressions? As well? No, not really. Just singing. Some of my friends have that ear, like you're talking about. Yeah, I can't a little bit, but no. They can I hear uh, someone sing, and they can sing just like them. They can hear like a Rich Little or whomever. If you, oh yeah. But they can that's... do those impressions like that. But you could do that singing. No, but you got to sit and practice that. Is that what you did? I, yes, I did for that. You would just listen to the sa- the tape over and over. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, you know. I do know him, yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman. 
He's an American contemporary Christian music singer, songwriter, producer, actor, author, and social activist. Chapman began his career in the late 80s as a songwriter and a performer and has received the most awards in Christian music. That's five Grammys and 59 Gospel Music Association Dove Awards. That's more than anybody. Chapman's first number one was His Eyes, which was released in spring of 1988. Steve and I would do, we did the um, Blaster Flat and Earl Scruggs. Jeez, excuse me, forgive me. But yeah, we did that. And so I, that wasn't too hard. Um, but the Gatlin thing is really kind of what got me in the door. I, at that time in my life, I pretty much could nail that. You and Stephen Curtis <laughs> Shadman working together at Opryland? That's where we both got our start. Yeah, and we crazy. were writing some together. And and actually, when I got into this band, which was the Tennessee River Boys at the time and had a show at the park, we actually played a showcase for some us and about three or four other writers that that were worked out at the park for the music row and steve got his first writing deal out of it you know so did skip ewing uh tim nichols um, it's like the minor Jerry sally it's like the minor league of Austin, we were the only Nashville. ones who didn't get a publishing deal really yeah we just kept playing at opryland <laughs> <laughs> the tennessee river boys that always turned out that evolved into diamond rio but how did the, the tennessee river boys come together to begin with it was a that was a, other guys not any of us uh and they had a new ride called the Grizzly River Rampage. And um, they had formed a band and were playing private things at the hotel. The hotel, they had a booking agent. And the hotel, they formed a band to get jobs over there. And then they asked them to just do what they were doing. And it was basically top 40 type stuff, current country music. And they were good performers. Uh, uh, Paul Gregg, the bass player in Russell's Art, his brother Danny and Matt Davenport and uh, Ty Herndon was the lead singer. And so they just rotated? Since it was an act there, did people come in and out? Yeah, man, the band was, yeah, it was, it was kind of like Spinal Tap. Yeah. There were yeah, many different people that claimed had have been in this band, yes. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. So you've sat down with all kinds of moms. Mm-hmm. Is there some moms that have offered up awesome nuggets of wisdom where you walked away of like, oh, I'm keeping, I'm keeping some of that in my back pocket. I can tell you, I know it sounds crazy, but I say it all the time. If nobody ever listened to these interviews, I would still want to do them because I am so inspired or there's something from every episode, but there's definitely a couple that stand out. One is the interview I did with Sonia Curry, who's the mom of NBA great leading all time three point scorer in the NBA, Steph Curry. And that interview was just so inspiring. And one of the things I asked her, 
you know, every stage is so different. You are in, you know, <laughs> you're in the heavy, you are in the stage of, you got a teenager, I guess, are they both teenagers now? Yeah. 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 16 and 13. Yeah. There you go. So like that is, that is the work right there, those ages. But I was asking Sonia Curry, who is so wise, what I needed to be now, what was her recommendation for me now with adult children? And she said, there's two things. Prayer and presence are the best gifts you can give them. Just being there for them, being with them, showing up, and then praying them through their life journey. And so I thought that was very simple advice, but for some reason, it just really struck me that, uh, you know, she's like, just be mom. And especially in this business and with my background, sometimes it's really, really hard for me not to speak into things such as, you know, the publicist isn't pushing him enough. Why isn't he this? Why didn't he get this opportunity? Things like that, because I know a little bit, just enough about the business. And so at the end of the day, he just needs me to be his mom and not someone who speaks into not the business that. side yeah, of it, yeah. which I'll shout you out too on how you've navigated your podcast and even promoting it. And I mean, you are doing all the booking yourself <laughs> and you're sending out emails. Hey, you want to come on this? And then when you do get the nuggets or you've got something like Travis Kelsey's mom or we'll call her Donna. Yeah. yeah. Donna. I didn't even know who Travis Kelsey was until Taylor <laughs> showed up in that Join suite. the rest of so, the world. Oh I my mean, goodness. I, I knew that two brothers were facing off in the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. last time. I mean, I heard that story. I just didn't know their last name or yeah, anything. Yeah. So it's so crazy what Taylor Swift can do. <laughs> the Taylor effect is real. This. Did so, you see all the Halloween costumes? I mean, everyone dressed like Taylor mm-hmm. and him. Real quick, since we circled back to that. Yeah. Do you, do you think they're for real dating? Because some people think it's a setup. I do. I okay. mean, that's a whole lot of effort to go through to not know, to what? just be friends. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think they are. Okay. So, you know, you get someone like Donna, but you had mm-hmm. her booked before the Taylor thing. Yeah. Um, but you've had all these country superstars like Luke Bryan's mom, LeClaire, <laughs> and and then his wife, Caroline, they did a, a, a joint yeah, We did the episode. first live episode of Got It From My Mama at CMA Fest with them. And that was so much fun. We had, I don't know, 800 to 1,000 people in the audience to hear that episode. And I'm just sitting there going, I mean, every time there's a moment, for example, the Donna Kelsey interview going viral, LeClaire and Caroline saying yes, and people coming to see it. I just stepped back and go, this was just this little baby organic idea that came to me truly as a mom standing backstage at the Opry and, and being wowed by what our family was about to experience. And so I'm just, I don't know, my mom, somebody asked me to be in a parade in North Carolina, like on a float in a parade because they're huge fans of the Got It From Mom podcast. <laughs> I'm like, it's those kind of things where I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, but I, you never know what you're no. going to get asked to do oh my uh, coming up for sure. And then, <laughs> um, you, yeah, you've, uh, you know, you put it on YouTube, you edit the videos yourself, edit the podcast, you, the press releases that go out. I write them. Yeah, write I them do all. everything. Yeah. So I don't I, want it to be that way. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've found that when I learned that to be very impressive. And so, yeah, I'm sure knowing all that you know, it's hard not to step in and try yeah. to do that for Connor when you know like, hey, I could probably fire this off or do this or should do it this way. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's important as moms to step back yeah. and be that. He needs his mom yeah. to be a safe space for him where totally. maybe it's not even about work. And I do love what Steph Curry's mom said about prayer and presence. Mm-hmm. I got goosebumps when you said it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm now going to hold on to that. And I want to go listen to that episode. It's so good. Um, so that she offered nuggets of wisdom. I would imagine maybe if I were to ask you the funniest 
Would it you be? can probably guess that, right? LeClaire. <laughs> LeClaire. She is. And, you know, if someone ever says it's an act, my goodness, it is not. And you see where Luke gets his, you know, playful spirit. He just, you know, comes across so laid back and everything. But at the end of the day, she's so funny. But that woman has been through hell, Amy. I mean, she's lost two of her three adult children in different tragedies that, you know, then they lost the son-in-law and then, you know, what that family's been through, but what we see from them, the joy that Caroline exudes. I mean, I am just so incredibly impressed with them. And um, yeah, she's a whole lot of fun. And I'm, I'm still to this day thankful that they said yes to that um, live episode we did together. Yeah, what a cool memory. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on oh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions. Because I'm pretty much a sports genius. 
What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip from the last podcast. How was your Halloween? Put out a pack of 12 beers. Uh, they were Halloween edition Bud Lights and had 12 in the morning. So nobody came and got any. <laughs> Ray, did you bring one to work? I no, wouldn't mind. No, no, that's okay. I, I went trick-or-treating, and I just want to say it got- Sensual. Con- no, no, it got- I, I was a little frustrated at the very beginning of trick-or-treating, Halloween, the essence of everything that we were supposed to enjoy and relax and do, because my wife, I get home and she's like, oh, by the way, we're going to meet the neighbors. We're going to start trick-or-treating at 4.30. Is that- That's early, right? It's not even dark. It's not even dark. 4.30, people ain't even home from freaking work. Yeah, that's the even bigger point. I'm like, wh- why are we trick-or-treating so early? Well, that's just what they wanted to do. You know, Sally and... Um, They're all doctors and lawyers. Sally and William, they wanted to go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 4.30 is way too early. What does Will do? Stay at home, Dad? Ah, uh, William, I don't know what he does. Now, he may be a lawyer... I mean, I don't think my dad ever got home a crack before six. That's and what we I got guys going trick or treating at four thirty. That, that's what I and I'm like, okay, whatever. So then, of course, we're running late anyway because the kids, right when we're about to go, they both of them say the older ones, "I got a poo poo." So we're in there, and one's in one toilet, the other one's in the other toilet, and they're both poop, double poop at the same time, just getting it all out. And I'm like, all right, good. This is great because then they won't have to poop while we're trick or treating because they have a tendency whenever we go to someone's house. They automatically have to poop because they want to check out their bathroom. Really? Yes. What so do you do? You let them poop. Mm. So we do all that, and the other people are texting, hurry up, hurry up. The kids are chomping at the bit. We can't hold them back. We, they they want to go. They want to. All right, we're starting to trick or treat. Chomp for another hour. I, I'm like, guys, you couldn't even wait for us? Wait, broke the wagon. Like, you couldn't wait 15 minutes? Like, it's not that hard. Just tell them to run around in the front yard or the backyard for 15 minutes. Right, and it's not something you have to be. It's not a dinner reservation. You can do it whenever. Exactly. It's a floating time to be there. There is no, like, set, like, oh, my God, you have to start trick-or-treating at this time. Like, if I was saying, hey, lunch, I'm going to the beach. If you want to roll by, we're going to, we want to post, you want to pull you up. Pull up. Pull up. It's a floating thing. I'm going to be at the beach all day. You can come whenever. It's not like, got to be there at 10 a.m. So I'm out there getting the kids because we're going to drive across the neighborhood. They live on the other side of the neighborhood. And so I'm like, all right, kids, get in the car, get in the car. And one neighbor walks by and goes, oh, you guys getting ready for Halloween? I'm like, or trick-or-treat? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, no. no, Christmas. She goes, make sure you stop by. We'll be ready. We start handing out candy at 530. I'm like, exactly, 530. It's 445, and these fools are wanting to go trick-or-treating already. They're already started. Can't wait for the carameled apples, And then Leslie. they And they text us, don't worry. All right, we, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting in front of our house. We're waiting in front of our house. I'm like, okay. So we get in, we get the wagon in the car, and we drive the mile and a half over to their house, and they're not there. They'd already taken off. They're not there. And we text, oh, oh, we're just down the block. You guys can catch up. Well, if we're going to trick Wait, so they were so antsy, they just had to go, William. At 445. (laughs) I mean- We're walking. We don't- We're- Bye. We're walking. I'm walking. 445. Half the house, you don't even know who's handing out candy because you can't tell whose porch light's on, whose porch light's off because it's freaking 
Bright as a freaking noonday. I mean, the mailman's still going around oh. over in mail. Oh, are you trick or treating? No, I'm doing my job. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> oh, are you dressed up as a mailman? No, this is me as a mailman. <laughs> oh, great costume. It's so lifelike. Yeah, it's called My Employer Gave Me This and I Hate It. <laughs> How come you're wearing shorts? Because I'm still not off work, man. Dude, what you went above and beyond. You not only dressed as a mailman, you bought yourself a mail truck? <laughs> oh, no, you're just the mailman? Oh, my guys, Guys, that is the best construction scene I've ever seen. No, no, no. This is our job. Stop. That's why I'm holding the sign. You need to stop your car. <laughs> so, they don't wait. Would cops think that was funny if we dressed up as a construction crew and started directing traffic on Halloween? I just thought of an adult idea. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> guys, sorry, you're not in the holiday spirit? Uh, yeah, well, hey, guys, you don't like Halloween? Why are you so anti-Halloween? <laughs> We're out there with shovels and brooms just jacking with the pavement. Chomping <laughs> 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 at it. Oh, we're chipping it away. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, so we get to their house, and they're already down like half a block away, and they're like, you can just catch up. Here's the problem. Well, I pulled up. Now I catch up. If you're going to catch up, that means you have to skip all the houses. Right. How do you catch up in the game of trick-or-treating? You don't. By it's- running into houses and telling them, hurry, give me this candy. I've got to catch up. Especially when you have a five, three, and two-year-old. When they walk up to the door, the five-year-old's running, the three-year-old's running, the two-year-old... He can barely even lift the damn bag off the ground. You need one of those hangover carriers that he does. Oh, like a little, like a front they, one. I don't know what a hangover carrier is. The, no, no, the hangover dude, the movie, when he wears that baby bajorn. Oh, yes. But ah. th- the whole point is he wants to go do the trick-or-treating. And I'm like, here, you want to get in the wagon? No, 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 fine. So then finally they just wait for us. So they're just, they were so antsy, now they're just standing in the middle of the road. Exactly. Kids are almost getting hit by rush hour traffic. People are still pulling in, like, we're knocking on doors and people are pulling into their driveway. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, are you trick-or-treating too? No, I live here. I just got home. <laughs> like, you know, most houses, 99% don't have driveways, so we're, we're sitting there knocking on the door, a car pulls up, and they're like, oh, more trick-or-treaters? And they come up with a key and they open the door. Hold on, I'll get the bucket of candy. Hold on. <laughs> Coach, you were literally beating people to their houses? Beating people to their houses. Uh, uh, hi, I'll open the first, I'll op- hold the screen if you want to open up the wooden door. <laughs> They're just so, getting home from work, unlocking crap. I am, I mean, steam might be coming out my ears, okay? Like, I am so frustrated and so annoyed at the start of Halloween that I am just like, and my wife's like, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I didn't. How's that on your wife? It's the Because neighbors. she agreed to the 430. Uh, She's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. What did she sign a contract? And that's what she that's what she felt like. She felt like we had to she was Honey, it's a verbal agreement. That's admissible in court. She was stressing out, out about us being late, everything. So I was just like, fine. So we finally catch up to them. And then they're like, okay, because we were going over to another family's house. They, they were making jambalaya, and we were going to have dinner there. <laughs> what? New Orleans? Where did uh, you go trick-or-treating Beale Street? No, I, I don't know if they Here's the truth. I don't know if they're from- Bourbon, sorry. I don't know if they're from New Orleans or what. Yeah, no, Beale is in a different location, sorry. Beale's out of business. Beale's out of business. <laughs> sorry for the reference. I don't know 
if he's from there, she's from there. I don't know. I barely know these. Just met these people. And they were like, oh, after we're done trick-or-treating, come over here. So they literally did a block. And the neighbors are like, all right, we're going to go over there now. What the? And I'm like, kids guys, come first. Guys, it's 510 <laughs> and you're ready to go over to their house already? They were hoping for that after party so, to start. So we trick-or-treated with them for a total of four houses. <laughs> and I said, you guys, you guys go ahead. We're going to go this way down this street and we're going to do some more trick-or-treating. We'll see you later. And about an hour and a half later, we showed up at that party and got the jambalaya and had a Halloween that was awesome because it turned dark. There was people handing out candy. How was, was the hall? They did a great job. Let me no, tell you. I don't give a about the party. How was the pillowcase of candy? Well, at this age, they don't do pillowcases. They still need the handles to hold on to. Uh, but they did excellent. My five-year-old and three-year-old were so into it. Where's my boo bucket? They were doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You come down the steps and sprint across the yard. You don't like you don't be polite and walk all the way down the, you know, front walk, out to the sidewalk, then across. No. They learned early on the shortest route is off the front porch, into the yard, straight over to the other house. Hey, and off they, my front yard, kid. They were doing it beautifully, and they were so excited. They were so happy. They were having a blast. Don't even say thank you. It saves time. It was it, No, they did say thank you, and they would say, Happy Halloween. Happy halloween <laughs> Hey, it's Mike D. from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. This week on my episode, I have Frederick Yane, whose name maybe you're not familiar with, but if you have seen or are planning to see the new Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, you will hear his harmonica playing featured throughout the entire movie. I talked to him all about how he met and started working with Martin Scorsese and also the process of making music for a movie. So if you want to hear more about how that works, check out this entire episode. But right now, here's just a little bit of a clip from my interview with Frederick Yane. I saw the movie and I was completely floored by the film. In movies, I always feel that the score gets overlooked because there is so much impactfulness that just the sounds in a movie make you feel, whether you realize it or not, that sentiment from an instrument or from just the song playing during a very specific point in a movie changes the entire thing for me. So I think it's something that we don't realize because we are just taking it with our eyes, but we're also feeling something. And with your sound of that harmonica, I just associated it in the movie with greed and death and all these dark things. So how does that feel to know that your sound is associated with such just dark imagery? Well, I mean, there's, it's a mixed feeling. The first thing is um, I'm, I'm really honored to to be uh, to be featured in the, and to be a part of something so meaningful, so impactful, so uh, um, deeply disturbing that is a true story, a true American story. I'm honored to have been chosen to to be the harmonica on the strike because obviously Scorsese wanted a harmonica to express to impersonate exactly what you described: the spirit of greed, the uh, the dark thoughts of a whole group of people who were seeking profit. And, and put profit ahead of their moral construct. You know, I, I feel honored to be a part of this, but I also find it very interesting that the harmonica could be perceived as a tool to the, to actually channel the, that kind of uh, emotion and energy. I had never thought of it that way myself because when I play, I try to connect my experiences, my experienced emotions and try to convey it into a, morph them into a sound 
that hopefully my audience will connect to. That's actually a very interesting point because when I met Martin Scorsese at the premiere in Cannes earlier in May this year, um, it was our first time meeting and um, he, you know, I introduced myself at the, the, the harmonica player for the Irishman and Heroes of the Flower Moon. He said, oh my gosh, you're a harmonica master. Explained <laughs> to me how, uh, you know, he grew up with the harmonica as a, the, the soundtrack of his childhood. And his, uh, his grandfather was a harmonica fan and he used to listen to it a lot as he was growing up. So, you know, we talked about this for a while and after, after we got comfortable, I actually tapped him and, and, I, and I asked him, so what is it about my playing that makes you want to kill people? And we had a good laugh about that. When you go watch it at the premiere, what is that feeling like of being able to hear your work in a room for, full of all these legendary people? Okay, so I was born in France. About 25 years ago, I met this amazing American woman who I'm married to today. And I met her in Cannes during the film festival. And she was there for her birthday. Um, and this year uh, was really uh, an amazing experience for all those reasons. This is my 50th year on this planet. And we had an opportunity to actually go to the premiere in Cannes, where she and I met 25 years ago, and the movie was premiering in the most prestigious uh, movie theater of my country with 3,500 more people. So that was kind of surreal, to be completely honest. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and every time the harmonica kept popping up on the screen, I'm not going to lie to you, I had a huge smile come on my face, <laughs> and I was... I was probably the only one in the movie theater who was smiling every time some the spirit of greed was, <laughs> was coming up on the screen. You're the one rooting uh, for all the bad things in the film because it's like, that's me. <laughs> exactly. Happy anniversary, honey. <laughs> hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. 
Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Stu's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey y'all, it's Caroline Hobby, and I am so excited to be back this week with my favorite, Liz Marie Galvan. She is the absolute queen of cozy. She's a best-selling author, and she is back with a new book, Create Your Own Cozy, 100 Practical Ways to Love Your Home and Life. It's available on November 7th. In this episode, we talk about finding and creating your own version of cozy, implementing cozy into your everyday life overcoming life's obstacles and navigating hard feelings, the illusion of perfection and navigating your flaws. I absolutely love Liz Marie Galvan. This episode is full of soul, full of cozy. She is such an amazing person. I know you're going to love it. Tune in now. Life is is hard. It's weird. Life is weird. Life is weird. (laughs) And that's why I I really like really admire how you're navigating it because you are really going through hard things. You're suffering. You are really suffering, but you are also really comforting yourself with cozy and you're really sharing how to comfort yourself and to turn hard things into something that can be cozy and beautiful. And isn't that, I guess the goal, because all of us are going through really hard things. All of us have had some really bad trauma. All of us have had some stuff that is so painful. We feel like we're going to die but you can either make a choice and stay there. Like you've said throughout this interview, you can make a choice and you can stay there. And it doesn't mean you can't feel it because you need to feel it. You need to go all the way through the feelings, but then you have to make this decision. Like, am I going to be happy? Am I going to let myself be comforted? Am I going to let myself have joy again? You have to make those choices and you have to figure out how you can get to those choices. And I feel like you are a bridge from pain to I mean, from pain to cozy, like cozy leads to the joy, like allowing yourself to have this pain and get really cozy and safe allows you to get to the joy. You're showing us a way and the cozy is the bridge. Yeah. And, you know, we had said earlier to give yourself like that confidence, you know, and give yourself permission. And I feel like it's the same in this, like you can give yourself permission to know that something was traumatic for you. Um, I often think that we compare um, our traumas and we say like, oh, well, Liz had 12 miscarriages and I'm 
I only had one. So I'm not allowed to like sit in this. And I, you know, she's going on, you know, what you see on the internet, um, you know, she's going on just fine. And um, I think that you're allowed give yourself confidence and permission to sit in those feelings and heal from them and, you know, go on in the way you need to. We all deal with things differently. Um, you know, some people want to share every detail and some people want to like lock it in. Um, but I, I do think that having that confidence and that happened to me, that was very hard and I need to heal because I think with the news inundating us every day as well, we feel like, oh, well, this is going on in the world. So mine isn't that bad. I'm, I'm, and, and then we don't heal um, right. because it, it is traumatic. So I think giving yourself permission um, to be cozy and to heal and sit in that is what we need to do too. What do you want people to take away from this book? So much. Um, I, I think number one and the umbrella of it is um, to create your own cozy. It's the, it's the title of the book. Sit in what resonates with you. I think we can all have a very beautiful life and be vessels for other people if we would just do what makes us tick in our homes, in our lives, and everywhere. And like I said, the other two books are um, How to Make Your Home Cozy, and it's very approachable. But this one is like, what is cozy to you? This is um, an inner, the- a little more inner work. Yeah. And it's an interactive book. You can write in it. There are places to journal and write. There are places to write a letter to your past self. And we ask some hard questions in it. And it's like, um, you know, we're asking these questions of like, what don't you like about your home? And what don't you like about your life right now? Like, what would you change? And it's like, that's kind of hard to ask, you know, because it's usually like rainbows and butterflies, like, you know, when we hear or that word, block it, it or let's like block look it. at it, like let's just or, not. Yeah. Look. Or you're not allowed to complain about things. Like you should be thankful. You can be grateful for your life and still want to change things. Like you can be grateful for your home and still want to change things. I don't want to give a disclaimer everywhere on social media, but oftentimes they'll be like, Oh, these renovations are killing me. I'm so grateful for them. I'm grateful for the opportunity and all of that, but you know, it wears on you and you're allowed to feel like that. And so this book has, um, checklists, monthly checklists of, um, how to keep your house maintained and, um, cozy, like, you know, like the ugly things like changing out filters and, um, but it's very, it's a very interactive book. Um, another thing that's different about it is there are a lot of um, photographs that we took still like the other books, but also um, illustrations. And I think that's really fun because I wanted you to be able to picture yourself in this book. Like this is about you. This is you um, finding what makes you tick and um, what cozy is to you. I just love your heart so much, Liz. You are truly, I can feel your kind, gentle spirit, you know, you've been through so much. Like you said, you've always like been looking for your worth and not wanting to take up space. And you're just such like a, Oh, I don't want to bother you. And like, you're such like a kind, caring person, but like to talk to you and to see how you have come into your taking up space and claiming what you love, having the confidence to love it, sharing the hard, things that broke you to your, that took you to your knees, but then how leaning into cozy has led you to joy and a whole new rebirth. It's really, you are such an inspiration and you're such a genuine heart. I'm so thankful to know you and to get to talk to you. And it's such an honor that you share this with the world and you put yourself out there. 
because I know that wasn't necessarily your first inkling to do, but you have so much love to give and you have so much, you're so, you're a healer. Like you really are helping people heal and you're healing yourself and you're sharing that healing through your cozy. And it's amazing. And that's what the world needs is everyone to lean into how they are healing themselves and what is lighting them up and share it. And you do such a great job of that. that was this week's Sunday Sampler. Hopefully that made you want to check out at least one of these podcasts. New episodes are out weekly of all these shows. The Bobby cast, Four Things with Amy Brown, Sore Losers do three episodes a week, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, and Get Real with Caroline Hobby. So check it out. If you don't mind, subscribe. If you really, really don't mind, rate and review. Thank you guys. We'll see you soon. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.